Oh, We're yeah, recording yeah. now, so don't be, be <laughs> careful what you say. Okay, so, uh, we, go uh, ahead. Take two. <laughs> Do-over day. And it's the middle of the damn song. Hi, y'all. <laughs> this is the first time we've done this. The, yeah. We, we just we, had the world's best introduction. We did. We had we had <laughs> thirty full minutes. Two, two, you know, we had we had about twelve to fourteen minutes of pure genius, yes. comedic genius, chock a block full of information that you needed to know, <laughs> and by the time we were just we were laughing at ourselves over our own just you know the hilariousness of the situation that we live in yeah. and, and that we were like proud of My ourselves and patting each other on the shot. back yeah for for getting all the football vandalizing vehicles all of a sudden brian Stickers. goes we're not recording and so uh, it's all lost we are now it's at least lost. Died for, uh, for now. you are listening to the chattanooga <laughs> drive-in show the chattanooga drive-in show a daily entertaining informative chattanooga uh, chattacentric Podcast designed and produced with a single goal of completely replacing all morning driving. Uh, bro, guys, currently uh, uh, in the top track state area. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. That's what you're listening to. Right. It's a podcast, Monday through Friday. Don't you on aluminum foil? We talked about. And that. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm not, I had the <laughs> aluminum foil thing going, and I just we we won't even go there anymore. Um, we'll just go ahead and get started. We have a guest, Rich Mazinga, coming in to talk about the new ownership framework at the lookouts it's a pretty big deal pretty big change not as much news today as we have seen in the last several days but a lot of interesting stuff going on all right i'm so, excited to see rich he's I, one of my favorite favorite chattanoogans i can certainly say this that uh it's very very busy downtown all weekend long if you're listening to this <sighs> on Friday or Saturday, it doesn't make any difference, and you're wondering what is happening. It's not just Main Times 24. It is also the Blue Cross Bowl going on downtown, and that is a huge high school jamboree with teams coming from all over the place. Macaulay's playing out today, I think. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, there are already at 9 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, downtown is slammed. So wait, wait until Saturday when the main times 24 crowd kicks in, and it's going to seem like we're having one of the biggest celebrations we've ever and had. The, the Chattanooga holiday, uh, Chattanooga market, holiday market starts this yeah, weekend, that's too. That's right. Which is right two, across the two street. Two blocks away. Right so across the street at the this convention This is going to be a, uh, a zoo, so be prepared. Unlike I was this morning when I got stuck in it and started this chain of foolery and nonsense and <laughs> malfunction and irritation and uh i want to go home all and go right, to bed all right, well, we'll get you there continue, as quick as we can we're, we're broadcasting live from the lodge cast iron studio down here on the trendy south side and we'll just go ahead and get things started here with russell stroud russell the love muscle and uh let him do his headlines his his walk through the garden of headlines this morning well good morning jeff a uh, fire reportedly broke out at a factory on Sydney Street. The business is called Motor Wheel. They specialize in pouring brake drums from molten metal. Pretty cool stuff. The fire department says that iron oxide dust in a filter sparked the blaze. A ladder truck had to be called out to the scene so that an overhead attack could be mounted. Mounted. Crews on scene spent several hours ensuring everything was extinguished and nobody was hurt. Said they won't. That get was that. from the old they show. They won't get that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was from the show that nobody heard. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, this is serious, so don't laugh. You can't laugh at this one. There's no laughing allowed. Shh. No laughing. Two people from Chattanooga identified as 33-year-old Cornelia Pollard and a 43-year-old Carlos Boykin were both killed in a crash in Coffee County. The THP says that Ms. Pollard was driving on I-24 when the vehicle left the roadway and uh, the vehicle then crashed into a bridge support. Both Ms. Pollard and Mr. Boykin were pronounced dead at the scene by the Tennessee Highway Patrol. And now from the International Space Station, it's Dave Hooker. Well, this is why you sign up for Alabama, Dave Hooker, off the hook. Sports, is for right Young, he may be the only realistic opportunity that Alabama has to beat Georgia, who's a strong favorite in the game. Georgia has a historically good defense, so it's up to Bryce Young, the quarterback of the Crimson Tide, to step up and play well. Here's a couple of problems, though. He's got a really gimpy backfield, and that has nothing to do with his anatomy. Talking about his running backs, Brian Robinson Jr. is the latest one of several this season that has an injury. Now, 
He has a hamstring injury. He should be able to play, but how effective? Not quite sure. As far as Young, he's looking to have a Heisman type of moment. He may have had it last week in the comeback against Auburn, but again, the SEC championship game, it would be a whole nother level because this Alabama team, and I can't believe I'm saying this, is outclassed. The offensive line is shaky. The defense is good. They may be able to keep Georgia from scoring many points because Georgia's pretty conservative offensively. But, man, it's just tough to find ways in this matchup where Alabama wins the game other than Bryce Young, the quarterback, highly touted, sat on the bench, first-year starter, continues to get better. Is this his Heisman opportunity? Yes. Will he take advantage of it? Time will tell. That's the SEC championship game, Georgia and Alabama on Saturday. I'm Dave Hooker off the sports. That's easy enough. Thank you, Dave. When Never Russell been. said he was on the International Space Station, he forgot to mention he was in a big empty warehouse <laughs> on the International Space Station. It's a huge cavernous you know, I space. I talked to Dave yesterday and I told him, you know, you got to watch the show. Yeah. Because. Because you know, Russell leads in with wherever we you may be. we make fun of you every and day. And I actually <laughs> use the International Space Station. Oh, did you really? <laughs> <laughs> we make fun of you every day. And people love it. So so get over it. Um, all right. This is the Lodge Cast Iron Studio broadcast or podcast called the Chattanooga Driving Show. Jeff Styles, Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud, and uh, Brian Stone will be joined a little bit later by Rich Mazinga from the Chattanooga Lookouts. We'll be doing a deep dive on that whole ownership situation down there. This is the upfront wrap-up where we look at the important stories of the day. Uh, we do it quickly. We do it first. So if you have to dash on and listen to the rest of the show later in the day, at least you know what the heck is going on out there. Now, having said that, I do just want to flash back real quick to yesterday. Remember, I mentioned Alex Honnold, the fact yes. the, the climber from Free Solo. Yes. He and his girlfriend are expecting, you know, mm. has a baby on the way. And mm-hmm. the big debate is Alex is a very interesting, very unique individual. They have actually studied his brain. I'm I mean, sure. they, they have studied his brain to figure out how people, any human being, can be as completely fearless as he is and he he literally does not feel fear the way we do and he has also an anti-social aspect to his personality that he freely admits his goals are the most important thing in his life and he told his girlfriend he's told all his friends nothing gets in between me and my ultimate achievement which at the time was doing the free solo up the nose of el cap and will he quit doing that is the big question and I think the answer to that, to that is definitely no. And I think the other, the answer to the question yesterday, which was, is his child gonna, is gonna let his kid do it? I think he's gonna let his kid be the youngest to ever do anything like that. Yeah. But what I was going to say, that you interrupted me. Sorry. I'll is that his, no, men, his right. mindset is because of his upbringing. He had a very strange relationship with his he parents. Did. He hmm. did. Well, How was that? I, I'm just saying he, he he he's different. His his brain literally operates differently than ours does. It, 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 it's, there was you, no it, I love yous or hugs in that household, and, and that's not healthy. It, it, but the thing healthy. is, and he's also, it, 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 that would that can, that pattern psychologists would say would continue if he kind of remains. And I've met Alice a couple of times. I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's a great guy, interesting guy. But he is, and he will tell you, he is narcissistic. He is about him and his desire to chase what, you know, turns him on, what what get what gets him his marbles. And, you know, fatherhood changes a lot of things. I contacted um, Andrea from the uh, Southeastern Climbers Association and asked her if she would actually comment, come in and maybe talk to us about mm. this. I think it's an interesting question. This guy did something that nobody has ever done and possibly nobody will ever be able to do again. Uh, a virtually physically impossible feat, and he may be the only one that could ever do it. But there's got to be other challenges out there that he's looking at, but will Father change him? Andrea texted me back. She was in Boulder. Mm-hmm. She had just got off El Cap herself. She'd oh. been on El Cap for the entire week. Yeah. Wow. She's in Boulder. She said, I've seen many people, especially men, 
have a different relationship with climbing since becoming fathers. It's largely related to their willingness to take risk, which is something, of course, Alex is known for, Alex Honnold. But he's also known for not bring, being afraid of risk and has even had studies you know, done of his brain that show he has a different response to fear than most normal people. But the thing is, she's going to come in next week. We're going to talk about this. And I mentioned the fact that, I mean, you know, I crashed my glider, my hang glider, up at Clinch Mountain in uh, Knoxville, outside of Knoxville. And people think that's why I quit flying. And it wasn't out of fear of the crash, even though it was a ba- it was bad. It was it was it was truly a bad hang glider crash, which d- they don't happen very often. And it was pilot error, completely my fault. Hmm. I landed downwind. The wind switched on me. I didn't see it, and I went into the to, the the dirt like a lawn dart. And uh, it was it was really bad. What made me stop flying for so long is the fact that Lucas had just been born. Mm. Lucas was a little baby up on top of the mountain yeah. with his mom and his big brother Eli and mm-hmm. a couple of groups of people who had big video cameras the size of briefcases <laughs> right. that were taking, you know, and I was the first one to fly that day and we were landing on a circular, you know, mound sort of hilltop landing field and the wind switched. So I I couldn't I couldn't afford a glider because I had a new kid. So I quit flying, and you could put two and two together and say, well, he quit because of the wreck. That's not necessarily true at all. Hmm. Now, I did lose, you know, a number of friends on the river. The last friend I lost on the river caused me to completely pull back as a paddler. I no longer pushed myself as a paddler um, because he was so good and we know he didn't do anything wrong. And yeah. that and that scared me. Sure. The fact that you can be... It, excellent at what you do mm-hmm. and not make a mistake and still die and so that one that 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 was a totally different reason for me to kind of pull the reins back I, I think it'll be an interesting conversation so I we'll be so talking too. to her uh on wednesday of next week right all right so this particular portion of this particular podcast you're listening to chattanooga drive-in show is brought to you by people's home equity don't start your search for a new home until you are pre-approved that move saves you time money stress and worry You'll need a guide as you work your way through the market, the real estate market out there, so you don't get screwed over. Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass are there to do that for you. 591-9801. Chatmortgage.com. Chat with two Ts. Mortgage.com. All right. Uh, Upfront wrap-up. Let's see here. Stacey Abrams is going to run, running against Brian Kemp. Any surprise there? Nope. Nope. No surprise whatsoever. Hope she wins. Uh, It'll be an interesting race, no doubt about it. The president yesterday throws everybody a huge curveball. Yesterday we said, President Joe Biden said, there will be no extension of mask mandates, period. There wasn't any vacillation. There wasn't any hesitation. Mm -hmm. He said there will not be an extension of mask mandates. Last night he said, there's going to be an extension of mask mandates. Right, because the new variant was discovered in California. Of course. Well, we knew it was going to be here. Read my lips. <laughs> if we knew it was going to be here, I mean, it was going to get here at some point. And the person that brought it on a flight from South Africa to California had been vaccinated, was okay. I don't even think they were showing any symptoms, but they had it. So now, here we go, mask mandates. Uh, I, I'm just telling you this. The, the, the lack of coherency in this communication since the time it began cannot be described. It will be mm-hmm. years later when some sort of documentarian sits down and goes, the biggest mess you've ever seen yeah. was this COVID thing that happened back in 2019 to 2020. And honestly, I think a lot of the bad communications that happened in the early, early years is why you have so many people who are speculative today. The well, president. Uh, I'm they sorry. They didn't know. They didn't know. What were they going to well, say? That's true. In, in the beginning, in the beginning, we, we were nobody struggling. Nobody knew. We well, were yeah. struggling hard. And I'm none not of these mandates matter here anyway because oh, nobody follows them. Hang on yeah, a second. Why would you? Speaking of here, before I continue to get to, to, down this particular path, we won't stay on it long. It's been a while since we've been COVID centric. <laughs> but uh, Erlanger yesterday responded to the federal, you know, mandate, the mm-hmm. federal judge that said the president cannot force states, healthcare workers to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So they put a hold on that. Erlanger sent out an announcement to their people saying, we cannot force you. The president cannot force you. The federal courts have said 
There is no legal way that we can force you to get vaccinated, but we are asking you to please. Mm -hmm. It was our intention to get everybody vaccinated. And if it took termination to get rid of people who didn't do it, we were willing to go that route. But now we're being told that we can't do that. But we're telling you right now, as soon as we're given the clearance, as soon as we're given the thumbs up, we're going to ask you to be vaccinated. So do it now. I'll just go ahead and get that out there right mm-hmm. now. All right. It's interesting, too, because I wonder, does that somehow, I guess it won't, but I wonder about the people who were terminated from Blue Cross before. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, the president also said that they were going to require insurers to cover home testing, yep. which is a new one. Uh, that gets into the the business of business. But again, when we're talking about health care issues, you know, kind of changes things up a little bit. Let's talk about the scenario in Michigan. The 15-year-old will be tried as an adult. Yeah, as I think uh, he should be. He will face uh, there another child died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will face uh, multiple death penalty charges. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 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 crazy thing is, they went back and looked at his record. 15 years old, looks like a normal kid. Maybe a little no, dark, maybe a little dark around the eyes. Maybe a little dark around the eyes, you know, uh-huh. if you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I, I understand completely. And uh, what were and, the red flags, and how many of them he, were there? They're, they're, <laughs> they're not until recently. Uh, he had nothing in his past. He wasn't one of those guys that went around bragging about it and writing about it up until recently. Yeah, something happened to him that in the last yeah. couple of weeks he started making written comments and keeping a journal about how he wanted to shoot people. And as we all know. His dad bought the gun, which turned out to be, by the way, not an AR-15. Right, it was just a handgun. Uh, it was a, just a 9 millimeter, you know, semi-automatic handgun. I think it was an HK VP9, if I remember but right. But he bought it, and his parents were at the school that morning to discuss his behavior from the day before. Something had happened the day before, which they have not explained what it was. They got their attention. He was at school. His parents were down there meeting the teachers while he's walking the hallways shooting people. They were there. Yeah, and there had been there had been quite a few complaints about his demeanor before. And from what I understand, a couple of the, the students had voiced concerns about him as well because he had sort of that, I mean, kids know, you know. You go back and was look at the bullied, picture though? of Dylan Could Klebold be. from Columbine That's exactly and tell what I was me thinking. that those are not the eyes of evil that you're looking into. You can't do it. No, I, I think I'm you're right. I'm sorry. I mean, some people might just have that look about them, and I feel sorry for them, but that, sometimes you can just tell. There's a saying where I'm from. Well, you're from the same place. There's a yeah. saying that says some people just got a devil in them. Yeah. Just, just, just I got, think that that's just what it is. A little evil. Uh, President Trump's new um, social media platform, Truth Social, is being sued by Mastodon. And they said they were going to do it. And the Trump people actually said, as a matter of fact, yes, they did completely copy Mastodon. The metal band? No, no. They have, they, that was, was going to be my was, question. No, no, no. There was another social media platform oh, okay. that, believed, that believed in in all content sourcing was okay. You know, in other words, they weren't going to be too judgmental or harsh about saying what's misinformation, what's not. Oh, yeah. More information is better for everybody. It's like how the Internet used to be. And Mastodon said we could see our own platform being ripped off, and we told them we were going to sue them, and now they've admitted they did, that they ripped them off. <laughs> oh, genius. And so here comes the lawsuit. And half the stuff that they basically used was from Mastodon's zip archive. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> they just ripped their stuff. I mean, entire... just plain ripped them <laughs> off. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Vice President Harris uh, held a big meeting yesterday, first time. They had a meeting of the Space Council yeah, to exciting. talk about space activity. Why, why I have no idea. Like I don't even know how to how, what to say after that. The what space is council? That? Space activity? Yes. What what is space activity? Uh, well, they're doing the uh, the walk, the EVA today, I believe, or yesterday. The moonwalk? No, the EVA on the space station that was delayed because of the debris. Where Dave Hooker is. Yes. They didn't need Vice President Harris to <laughs> do that. <laughs> well, Vice President Harris, uh, one of her, I think her chief communications officer, just uh, announced she's retiring, letting go. Um, World War World War II plane near Munich blows up, injures four people. World War II plane been buried yeah. by debris. I thought it was just a bomb. Ever since, no, it was an entire plane. We'll uh, just put up. it under this pile of rubble. I mean, I, I, 
I mean, I guess the oldest of the old people in Munich, you know, say, well, there goes another one. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, some 15-year-old kids go, what the hell is happening There's here? Some what happened to my shaky, block? Shaky 90-year-old with his war medals. They better be careful taking over there. That's where I put the plane. We were going to a rave there tonight. Um, all of our Russian ambassadors are leaving at the end of January for some reason. I'm not really sure why they announced they're leaving because of some tit and some tat somewhere. <laughs> we're all leaving because of tit. Yes. And uh, Trump had COVID during the debates. He knew he had COVID during the debates. He lied to everybody oh, about having really? COVID during the debates. Yes. Hell yes. He <laughs> lied. He lied. He is a liar. That's he funny. is a liar, and the truth isn't in him. He would rather climb a tree and tell a lie than stand on the ground and tell the truth. That's all there is to it. You cannot argue otherwise. Terrific. He absolutely <laughs> lied to everybody I love, I love and the made words he uses. multiple people sick during that period. When Biden was asked for it, he said, I just don't think about the former president ever. Did, did President Biden have COVID? I don't remember. No. no not that not. I remember. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, also, uh, has anybody looked up the actual orange that uh, President Trump used to, you know, wear all the time? That strange tan. Oh, the tan stuff? The yeah, but because, because Lauren Boebert, the, the representative, the congresswoman from Colorado, Marge Taylor, Marge that, Taylor of the West. Yeah, the Marge, the Marge, <laughs> the Margie Taylor Green of the West, the one that's getting into it with the squad over and over again. Miss GED herself. Miss Miss, uh, you know, <laughs> all kinds of, of of harsh comments about the supposed ties to Hamas and everything. She has now Hamas, taken on the same color. Look, that is the exact same tan. Yeah. That Donald Trump had. What is that? Ochre. Okay. Are you sure that's not? Can a- we can we look up a PMS <laughs> chart? And get the actual color that you would ask for if you wanted a Bobert. The Pantone Uh, code. It's kind of sexist to bring up PMS while while looking at that. Well, she 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 certainly thinks that she is the head cheerleader. Maybe she just doesn't want to get cancer. Yeah, Jeff. Oh, so a spray-on tan is going to help? It's not the sun. Also, I disagree with you. I don't think people are born evil. No, I I do. I do not. I, I don't think, think. I don't I think, think people. Evil, I don't think people are in general. I think there are certainly some people who are. I think. Yeah, that I think is I agree a, with Jen. I think, I think most it's a things are learned behavior. Most yes. things are learned behavior. I, That's I used to believe the same thing, and over the last, uh, actually, I guess since Columbine, and since just I've been doing the talk radio thing, I have become more of a believer in an actual free-floating evil, and an angst, uh, something that is out there that must have a consciousness that lands on certain weak-minded, weak-willed people yeah, it's the and internet. causes them to, <laughs> causes them. That's going to come up a little exactly. bit later on today. But I, 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 think it can, I think it can literally just be born into some people. I, I think, and I think some you, you of talk it is to hereditary. Mostly law enforcement people and psychologists, psychiatrists, they say there, there are always those exceptions where people just seem to be born bad. Mm-hmm. All right. I think some of it is hereditary. I think most of it is circumstantial, you know, product of their surrounding, product yeah. of their upbringing, well, formative years, being bullied, etc. Last thing I have to say here is happy birthday, Caleb, my happy youngest, birthday. My youngest birthday. son, Caleb Turner's birthday is today, so happy birthday to him. Thank oh, you so he's much. the reason you quit hang gliding. Mm-hmm. And this is what they swore, we all knew how to play, we understood the this is the Everybody's Got One section of the podcast. Everybody's Got One, that is an opinion. I've got one today, and I'm going to share it with you very quickly, and then we'll get Rich Mazinga in here to talk to us about this ownership situation at the Lookouts. Uh, we'll do a deep dive at any given time or an explore more just during the show whenever people are available. Uh, this particular little bit here is made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. I had a long conversation with them yesterday because we have savings that I may have to dip into, may have to dip into in the new year just for a little bit, and I didn't know how that worked. Had a long, pleasant conversation. Answered all my questions yesterday, just like I knew they would. 710-9199. 710-9199. Sometimes you just got to, you know, do a little something special, special. Uh, when you got uh, extra things like huge surgical bills that uh, suddenly plop down into your lap. Um, there, this is a serious story, and I'm going to be very brief with it. And I, and I'm and I and I'm I'm serious about this. 
I know people think I joke, but I'm no, not. No, you're going down a road that's not going to be short because I'm going to want to well, chime you, in you on you it. chime in, but this is a, a, a town called Draper, Utah. Hmm. A 10-year-old girl committed suicide, uh, black and also autistic, was tired of being bullying at school and took her own life. She had complained about it to the school authorities. She complained about it to her parents. Again, being autistic, she was very high functioning for mm-hmm. for an autistic child. Uh, her mother caught her spraying air freshener all up and down the front of her body one day as she was leaving to go to school. And she said the other kids told her that she stank. Mm. And so she takes her own life. I I would like to say this. Every single child and teacher and staffer that could be identified in the town of Draper, Utah, that knew this was going on and did nothing to change the situation should have the hell beaten out of them. And I am not playing around here. I'm talking about beaten across the face, head and shoulders and marked, marked with a big brand, a big B to stand for bully for the rest of their lives. So this town, this very town would stand as a mark of shame for what human beings can and cannot do. And when people came through there and they saw these bastards with the B on their face, that was one of them. That was one of them. I Make them move true. out of the country into some of sort of any city. third third world it's not nation. Not just that city. It it is it is across but the I, country. I can't think of a better situation. They know exactly who is responsible for making this girl miserable, and they should take absolute the worst extension that the law could possibly allow to punish them and make them live with it forever, forever. This is not something you spank somebody on the wrist for no. and saying that you go to the school counselor, you know, twice a week for a month right. and then get going back to your little cool kid, you know, table at lunch. No, these kids should live with it forever with shame. There is a place in this world for shame and guilt with this idea of living without shame and guilt is BS. These people should have shame and guilt for the rest of their lives. They raise their kids to be idiot little meanies. They're idiot little meanies. Like you're talking about probably their parents were idiot little meanies. Somebody's got to stop it somewhere. You got a whole town with people with a big B branded across their forehead. They wouldn't do it anymore. People like them's why I believe in the death penalty. I think it's a very complicated issue. And And it could be solved with an axe handle. It could be solved with more education. And it could be solved with... I don't know. It's just tough. I, I had a child who was bullied in school, and she didn't want me to talk to the school. She didn't want me to call the other parents. We talked about it, and fortunately, you know, things worked out, but I did pull her out of that school. Yeah. We can do the deep dive either next, or we can do it right after the duh, which is going to be short. Do a duh, and then do a duh, and then we'll line change while you do it. Okay, the all right. Well, all right. here we go. The duh, that's the part of the show where we say duh, schwa, and we take a look at whatever, you know, strange, bizarre dumbness was out there. And this one actually has to do with the kind of people we were just talking about there in Draper, Utah. Stupid people. It's brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And today, it's just very simply a snapshot from USA Today. It's done by the AP NORC poll at the Pearson Institute, AP NORC poll, whose problem is misinformation. And in this order, this is what they say. Social media, let me read it. This is the question. Who Americans say bears a great deal or quite a bit of responsibility for spreading misinformation about current events and important issues. Social media users, number one, Mm -hmm. 77%. Social media companies, number two, 73%. U.S. politicians, 72% at number three. Then we start to drop down. Somehow the Russian government gets in there, 54%. The Chinese government gets in there. We're not talking about COVID. We're talking about misinformation in general. 
the Chinese government, 53%, and the U.S. government, 48%. What about just people, stupid people, people who choose to believe something they know not to be true and to continue to say that it is because it's more important to them them to be be popular. They would rather be popular than right. And I'm going to say there's at least probably four-fifths of the people that are in this particular political segment of belief out there these days, they fall into that category. They're not so dumb as to believe the crap they say. They just hear other people inside the group say it, and they realize that's what you're supposed to say if you want to be popular in this party, in this town, in this part of the world. Well, say, so well, I better I, say it, I think it they too. do you believe s- it. You say, what about people? Well, what, is all, what do all those things have in common? People. They're all people. Yeah, yeah. social those, media using number Using those one. vehicles. So there you answered your own question. Right. Or, or I mean, I can't believe, the, I can't believe the media is not in this list. I mean, because it seemed like they were using they, categories. I wouldn't have said this years ago. They should be on that Yeah, list. but yes, I'm just telling should. you, it's just it's individual people who will stand there and smile and shake your hand and throw their tie over their you know shoulder and take a you know a photo op at some sort of PR event, and they're saying the exact some something that some idiot inside the Beltway is saying. They don't believe it. They know better. Their life experience and everything tells them better, but they'll continue to say it because it's just the thing that makes them popular and fit in with their friends. And that's the last thing in the world they want to do. It's like they're still in junior high school is to be the odd man out. So there's your duh category. Welcome to the today. 21st century, the second decade of the 21st century. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. This is the Deep Dive. You're our Deep Dive. I just, I'm so excited to come off of this lighthearted, fun banter <laughs> that we just came out of. And just, went from, and just right into bam. We just went from suicide and axe handles and branding just, and, and, yeah. and all this. And now we're going to talk about the lookouts. Once again, with Rich man. That's when you make the list. That's typically how they go right there. <laughs> the Tri State Region's Drive In Theater of the Mind featuring the voice of the city's morning commute for three decades. That's me, the communicator, Jeff Styles of the Y, Jen Lambert, Pimp Jen, Russell Stroud, Russell the Love Muscle, Dave Hooker with sports. And Brian Stone over here, Jeff Greenspan, Taff Sibley, and we got Rich Mazinga in here with us, who is one of the new owners. How about that? How about wow. that? That's crazy talk right there. That's Isn't that wonderful. Something? No, it's exciting. It's unbelievably exciting. Eleven, eleven new owners. I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out yeah. there. Uh, these are people who stepped in. This is all in the wake of the Ponzi scheme mess, which I'm sure caught uh, pretty much virtually everybody by surprise. A total disappointment yep. to everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's going to happen to do down the road. Don't really care. Yep. But 11 people, and I know virtually all of them, most of them are movers and shakers and well-known names in town. They're the kind of people who have money you go to. You know they're philanthropic. You know they're boosters of the city. But other than that, how did y'all decide uh, on 11 and, and, and who was going to be in? Well, I mean, it, for, for us, it was, uh, there, there, was a, there was a gap left by John, and that was the number. I mean, mm-hmm. there, was, there was a dollar amount that left out of our organization that, and, and to be perfectly honest, went to the uh, Security and Exchange Commission. Their their monies have to go back, so we just needed to fill that gap. Um, to be to be just painfully honest, this wasn't a hard lift. I mean, when you said to people, "Hey, you know, do you want to be a part of what the what the Chattanooga Lookouts have going on?" Right. I mean, people raise their hands. Sure, so they do. For us, it was a it was an easy one, and it was kind of it was kind of um, it was it was a little bit awing for us to to just have the support that we had. And like you said, Jeff, I mean, you know, every single name on that list. All those people are movers and shakers in Chattanooga, and and no one hesitated. And and man, it was uh, it was it was really. Um, overwhelming i mean honest. but I, some of these folks and i said the same thing to tim kelly uh when he was asking his friends including us should i run mm-hmm. and i was going no mm-hmm. i think you'd make a great mayor i mean i hope you do but no you got enough on your plate for god's sakes how many boards do you serve on mm-hmm. and the answer was 117 oh my gosh <laughs> no i know I, but it was close <laughs> how gullible am i but i but at some point these people have to say no I mean, they ha- they have to say I've got enough, and I, I'm look, I mean, look, I'm just going to throw names out here. Sure, John Foy, Tom Griscom, Wade Hinton, Brian Johnson. He just got kind of got out from under a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Kilbride, 
uh, Todd Phillips, you, Andrew Zito, Jennifer Crum. These are, I mean, these are people within the organization. They make more sense. But these other people, every once in a while, they got to go, man, I just got too much going on. But you know what, Jeff? This isn't a heavy lift for these guys. This is not, we're not asking these guys to come out and pull tarp and sell popcorn and that kind of stuff. We want them to be owners of the baseball team. We want them to support the baseball team. And, and and not be – I mean, these guys aren't going to be asked to be to be in on day-in and day-out decisions. we got Jason Fryer, who's a brilliant managing partner of the Chattanooga Lookouts, and he's made it very clear to these people. I mean, you're right, because these people aren't going to take their time and really try to get in and, and run a baseball team, but these guys are all committed. These men and women are all committed to Chattanooga and what Chattanooga's doing and the direction Chattanooga's going. I think this is – I think it's equally as much about – Lookouts baseball as it is Chattanooga in general for these people to be very honest. I agree with you. All right, so how does it work? Uh, you guys, I mean, you 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 bought in. Did you buy equal amounts of shares? Do you all get to to to, to vote, or are you just are you just hanging on? Is this no, more just of FYI? A, I bought less than Bill Kilbride did. So just so we're sure of that. I, no. I was I was gonna say I, you you were about to really start <laughs> ratcheting up. And my and my my layers of esteem that I had for you because I didn't think you had that kind of money. No, no, no. It's, it was it was what people wanted to do. Uh, the fact is, like I said, the money the money part was really the secondary part, Jeff. To 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 raise the amount of money that we needed to raise was was the was the super easy part of this thing. We went to a handful of these people and just said, Hey, what what do you, where do you feel comfortable? What do you want to do? And they said a number. And we said, Sure, that's fine. And once we got to you know, once we got to the number, once we got to where we were going to fill the hole, we just kind of stopped. Now, the minority investor that 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 is gone, uh, do you guys have any more dealings with him? Does 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 he actually ever come in and sit down and say, okay, you know, this is all part of my fessing up. Here's what I did, so you guys will understand how to undo it. Or is he just gone, gone, gone? No, he has been. He no, he's <laughs> he's gone. And um, I just got to say, and I'll say it, I'll say it on the airways here. Um. John always did what was best for the Chattanooga Lookouts baseball team, and and he always did everything he could to to make it. He wasn't born evil. No, no, no. To to give us the best experience we could, and to give Chattanooga the best experience we could. The day this thing came out, or actually two days before this thing came out, he called up Jason. He said, "Hey, dude, this is going to happen. This is going to be in the paper. I'm going to do whatever you need me to do. And and if that step aside, I'll step aside today." And and that's what he did. Um, you know, Major League Baseball was going to make that happen. He did it before, preemptively. And you know, there's uh, what's happened is going to come out, and we're going to find out. And 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 it's a sad situation, no matter where where it ends up. But you know, because because lives have been damaged because of it. Um, but but you know, for for us, John's always done what was in the best interest of the you, lookouts. You know, now I'm, I'm I'm very serious here. We are selling investment stock into this organization mm-hmm. this is now we're we're through beta testing we're uh, as of friday we're on the other side of it yes as of friday we will be starting our third, third month. month of daily podcast so mm-hmm. we we can we can i think safely say that the testing part of this is over we had angel investors mm-hmm. we had a kickstarter campaign We've got, of course, advertisers and people, but but it came to us from a number of different people. Why are you not asking for investment? So we've got some people working with us. I'm going to keep their names on the download for the time being. At some point, they're actually doing it for shares as well and for sweat equity, so they must think it's a good idea. This is all new to me. You're a smart guy. You're a businessman. Are you a, are you a stock owner? And do you do or do you play the market or is this just a, an OTO for you? No, I'm a I'm a we we have investments that that Tracy once again I I, I listen every day so I know your world and yeah. and and I know Rebecca runs your financial life absolutely and thank the world for that yes yes I, I live in the, I live in the same world yeah, that you live in yeah. Tracy runs our financial world we'd be living in the alleyway no right doubt, back here sharing man. a tent when yes. I come home and the light switch goes on every day I'm thrilled yes because I don't I don't know how our bills get paid or any of that but she we have some investments I'm not a I'm not a stock player guy we have some some mutual fund type You're stuff not a but day trader no 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 by no means I'm just I don't pay enough attention I don't pay enough attention to anything to to do that. Was the was the percentage? Did it have to be the exact same? That twenty point one percent? It did because if you don't, then then you're either diluting or raising up other people's capital inside the inside the organization. So you we had to fill that exact hole. 
What so, was the hole? What was the monetary hole? They have they have said that. Well, and and we we would not discuss this. This is okay. not something. Two this million. is not something we would discuss. But two because million. it is an SEC SEC yeah. event, it's about it was right at two million dollars. Yeah, wow. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my hand like yeah. this. You can't see it if, only the audio. If John, version. I mean, if it, if he, if he would have just left and and it wouldn't have been a, a, a an offer or, or something that got in front of a government agency, we would never discuss the numbers. But it is it is public out there. Sure. It was around that two million dollars. Now number. a lot of the the names that I just named are the perfect type of people to have on a board uh, uh, you know, or, or owners because they're too busy to be asking stupid questions at your quasi-regular meetings. You, you really only want a couple of chiefs in, in this situation. I gotta situation. tell you, man, I was in that room yesterday and, and it, was the, it was my first time to meet a couple of those guys yesterday. But Jeff, when you're in that room, man, you, they're just, they're brilliant people. They are brilliant people who've yeah. done amazing things in their lives, in Chattanooga's lives, and in driving our community forward. You know, anything, anything that any one of them wants to say or do or is, is going to be of value to our organization because they are brilliant people. Well, I'll, I'll use the, the timing as a, as a quick segue and a, and a commercial. If anybody out there is interested in actually investing and in buying stock, in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, it has been worked out to, it's very simple. It is very affordable for people who do have expendable income, and, and the first best step you could take would be to contact Jen. That's not going to be the last step you take because we certainly don't understand what the hell we're, we're doing. We're going to be having a fundraiser. We're going to put yeah. together a fundraiser, a little party, get-together thing. Did, but if you do want to ask about it, you're curious, you can text me, 635 635- Three five five seven, or you can email Chattanooga Drive and Show at gmail.com. Let me ask you, uh, Rich. This is a more macro thing from mm-hmm. the organizational standpoint of Major League Baseball sure. to Minor League Baseball. The um, uh, the CBA current CBA ran out last night or two days ago days in ago, the yeah. last day and a half, whenever it was. Yep. And it, this is going to be a long process for Major League Baseball. How does that trickle down? to the minor league level, how does that affect your operations offseason? How does that affect going into looking forward to what we hope will be, you know, February, mid-February to early March start of spring training, or do you even know yet? No, we've been promised time and time and time again. With You know, Brian, this is nothing that snuck up on anybody. So sure, everyone yeah. knew this was coming. Uh, so we have had conversations with our affiliate, with Major League Baseball in general, and, and everyone has said the exact same thing. And it's the same thing that happened in 1994. We're going to play baseball here. We're going to have minor league baseball players play baseball in Chattanooga. That's going to happen. It's going to start next year in April. The one difference is going to be, or the possible difference, uh, if, if Major League Baseball doesn't get this thing straightened out, we won't be able to have guys that are on the 40-man roster because they're all in the Major League Baseball Players Association, so that part won't happen. You know, outside of that, I'm in the exact same boat as you are. We have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea what direction we're going to go. But we have been promised time and time and time again, minor league baseball will happen and will happen on time next year. Real quick, Jeff, hold on. Uh, So just to follow up on that. So if if the spring training is pushed back a, a month, like it was in 1995, or, or roughly when they got out of that strike, and then the baseball season, the major league season started in almost May, I uh-huh. believe, of mm-hmm. that year. Um, anybody not on the 40-man roster can start playing in minor league levels just to get operations going in the minor. Exactly. Okay. And that, that, that will good. that will happen. I mean, they're gonna okay, they're gonna start spring training at the same time. They're gonna run pitchers and catchers in. You know enough about it. You sure. know how that thing works. So that all is gonna happen at the same time frame. It always has happened. And then when, you know, hopefully hopefully this thing ends in a month, month and a half, or a week and a half, if, if all goes great. But And if not, they will they will have minor league baseball players playing. Interesting. So everybody starts. who's not on the 40-man roster can still report pitchers and catchers February 14th or yeah. right around. Okay. Right around cool. there. Did not yep, know that. Exactly. Right. The average consumer, the average lookouts fan who goes the average number of times during the summer, mm-hmm. uh, they're probably not going to see any difference between this year and last year no because of management. Right, but well, the, I do have to ask this, though. This is one of those stupid questions mm-hmm. I'm famous for asking. Is there a Braves coattail effect? The I mean, winning the World Championship, World Series, second time ever, and is there a coattail? Does do they get longer or shorter? Does it have an effect, maybe even a negative, detrimental effect? On no, them? it's longer, and it's always great for us. I tell people all the time, I'm a huge Braves fan when they're doing well because that helps lookouts baseball. If people are talking about baseball in Chattanooga, that benefits me. You know, the fact is they're not going to go down to to Truist Park five times a week 
we're going to have the opportunity for them to come out. And the fact is we have a Braves affiliate that rolls and When Mississippi's in town, in town yeah. I mean, I go to games off and on yeah. all year my oh, whole I life. You. But yeah. I, I I circle that Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you see the Braves uh, jerseys in the in the stadium uh, all over the place when they're in town. Unfortunately, they'll usually come to town about once a year. One unfortunately, because yeah. they're on the other side of the uh, – uh, Division, but I got to tell you what was crazy this year, Brian, was when the trash pandas came to town. How much trash panda memorabilia? They are that saw. Huntsville or just <laughs> outside of Huntsville uh, franchise well, has gone off like a like a rocket. It's crazy. I yeah. I have to say the fact that we had so many female TV anchors saying. What's a trash panda that had, that had, that had not only did I die laughing, I said that had to help actually oh, yeah. with merch sales. No, uh, quick, quick thing. Watch the, watch, watch, watch me throw Brian for a real loop here. Um, before you get gone, how long have you been in town? This will be my 12th year. I came in, in 2011. Uh, I came at the end of 2011. So this will be my 12th baseball season in town, but I was here for nine years before. So I was here for nine years, left for nine years. And then now I've come back for 12. You have seen and or heard me give away how many million dollar ideas? Oh, a billion. (laughs) A billion million dollar ideas at least. I wanted to know, do you remember, do you remember this song from our glorious past as we were beginning to promote the city of Chattanooga and turn our back toward, well, our front back toward the, the river and reinvent ourselves. Do you remember this? It goes back a ways. Yeah, Chattanooga! Chattanooga, it's always changing. It's the phrase that pays. Hang on. <laughs> it's more of a visual. Yes, hang on. <laughs> That, that's me flying at the end of the Check this out. Listen. All right, do you remember that? Live I do it, remember the live it, love it. it, love it, it I absolutely remember that. All right, so here was I a, do not remember the song at all, here was, but I do. Here, here was a brilliant idea. All right. Live it, love it. It's Chattanooga, oh, and wow. they wouldn't do it. That's awesome. Do it again. <laughs> Live it, love it. It's Chattanooga, and I told them, and they wouldn't do it. Rich, help me out here. Dude, that, that, you, that is the reason this city's continuing to fail time and time and time again. <laughs> I know. You know, you have seen it since 1994 when I got here. Jeff just strictly goes straight down the toilet. That if they would have taken you up on this thing. That could also this be thing your be, theme song. Yeah. Live it, love it. It's Rich Mazinga. There you go. There you go. I'm telling you, that, that was mountains looking at each other, by the way. That was that was, that was was my story of the day. Is all of the million-dollar ideas. There's a perfect example. They wouldn't. I said, I'll negotiate with Led Zeppelin. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go talk to the ad agency and get the copyright. We'll make this work. Oh, man. And they just refused me. That's awesome. Thank you. That Rich. is awesome. Thank you for coming. Oh, by, it's man. a pleasure always. I Thanks, appreciate guys. it tremendously. And that was Mountains Looking at Each Other. I'll go ahead and get the plug in for them. New podcast all about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Join Bruce Dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money, time, thoughts, and relationships, the intentional living project.com. And that was the music for normally, what are you doing, right? Yes, what are you doing? So I can go ahead and jump in there and do that. Okay. That shouldn't be too terribly difficult. Thank you very much to Rich for swinging by and being a good sport. And you too, Brian, for actually you know playing by ear there. He really is one of my favorite people. Uh, College Dale, we got the tractor swing. The tractor swing coming up this Sunday at the College Dale Commons. And I have no idea exactly what is involved, but it just sounds like it could either be a lot of fun or it could be carnage. Um, the Blue Cross Bowl we've already mentioned, which is going on now, starting today, and goes on all weekend long. It's high school football championships from yeah, all traffic, over traffic, the state. traffic, 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 traffic in downtown all weekend. Everything downtown. The Wahatchee Boulder Fest is going on this weekend. Wasn't right the tractor swing? Glad you got that one. I had that one too. The tractor yeah. swing wasn't that like a lynching method in the turn of the century? I hope not. <laughs> I hope that's not what we're demonstrating up there. <laughs> Sounds like it. But the Wahatchee Boulder Fest is just right up here at the Lookout Mountain Conservancies. The Wahatchee Boulders up here, the near the John Wilson mm-hmm. little bitty park area and Old Wahatchee Pike, which I've said is a spooky spooky place but yes. it really is beautiful and it you know it's above the caverns it's above uh ruby falls and the caves that are inside there so it's just got a special feel to it mm-hmm. and it's become a bouldering uh field 
And our buddy David Carroll is doing signings of his books, um, including the new one called Hello Chattanooga, Famous People Who Have Visited the Tennessee Valley. Hmm. And he's going to be doing it at Food City locations this Saturday. And I don't know to, to tell you exactly how to you know find out exactly where. Just call Channel 3 I and they'll be able to tell you. I can tell you that it's most likely going to be at the Red Bank Food City. There you have it. Food, food City? Yeah, it's Food City. Yeah, it's Food City, unless it's Food Lion. No, I, w- I, I, okay. do, I do have one I'm going to save for just a little bit later. Uh, you've got the Chattanooga Symphony and Opera, Eight Poems of Emily Dickinson. The Chamber is doing that one. Robert Earl Keane is in town. Always a blast. And he always gets more popular during Christmas because of that one Christmas song he did. And I'm going to go ahead and say this this morning. I was driven to madness, to distraction, by the stupid song... <laughs> Hard Knock Life from Annie. <laughs> we are under such intense pressure to go see certain Broadway shows here, and I don't want to see Annie. I don't have any interest in seeing Annie, but that damn song is stuck in my head. And the other one that they were playing incessantly was Summer the Musical, and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I mean, deadheads, uh, parrot heads, people who are such... I mean, just they're such fans. They literally are fanatic followers of a musician. Is Donna Summer one of those? Does it merit its own musical tribute? Yes. I started thinking to myself, now, if if Annie slowly morphed into the slut Donna Summer that did Love to Love You, baby, then we might actually have something (laughs) on our hands that would work for everybody. To see Annie go through the change from hard knock life (laughs) to, ooh, love to love you, baby. And the orgasm when that song was 17 minutes long, and they used to play it in its its fullness. Well, at least I know I wasn't over the line with my tractor lynching joke. (laughs) No, you weren't. (laughs) All right. So what are you doing? (laughs) I think we've had enough. Uh, (laughs) Pimp's Corner. I'm going to do this very quickly because I know that we're running very behind now. Uh, Alec Baldwin, he had his first interview. Liar. What a farce. He claims that he did not actually pull the trigger. Liar. Moving along, moving along. Uh, There is a new rule that lets debt collectors now harass you on your social media. Oh, good. So, yay. (laughs) Uh, Men who vape twice... As men who vape are twice as likely to suffer from impotency. Just saying. Oh, shoot. Just and if they throw twice, that out that there. means they're four times more likely. <laughs> Everything makes us impotent. I don't do ease. math. I don't, well, even you know know what, what I don't even know what you just said. Vape once, fool on me. Vape twice, you're impudent. <laughs> okay, here's my joke of the day. I can't believe you said that. Here's my, <laughs> here's my joke of the day. You rapscallion. Morris. Passing by, his son's bedroom was astonished to see the bed was made nicely and everything was picked up. Then he saw an envelope propped prominently on the pillow that was addressed, Dad. With the worst premonition, he opened the envelope and read the letter with trembling hands. Dear Dad, it is with great regret and sorrow that I am writing you. I had to elope with my girlfriend because I wanted to avoid a scene with Mom and you. I've been finding real passion with Stacy, and she's so nice, but I knew you would not approve of her because of her piercings, tattoos, her tight motorcycle clothes, and because she is so much darn older than I am. But it's not the only, it's, but it's not only the passion, Dad. She's pregnant. Stacy said we'll be very happy. She owns a trailer in the woods and has a stack of firewood for the whole winter. We share a dream of having many more children. Stacy has opened the eyes uh, to the fact that marijuana opened my eyes to the fact that marijuana doesn't really hurt anyone. So we'll be growing it for ourselves and trading it with the other people in the com- commune for all the cocaine and ecstasy we want. <laughs> in the meantime, we'll pray that science will find a way to cure AIDS so Stacy can get better. <laughs> she sure deserves it. Don't worry, Dad. I'm 15 and I know how to take care of myself. Someday, I'm sure we'll be back to visit so you can get to know all your many grandchildren. Love your son, David. P.S. Dad, none of the none of the above is true. I'm over the ad at the at Adam's house. I just wanted to remind you that there are worse things in life than the school report that is on my desk. <laughs> I can see. It I coming. love you. <laughs> Call me when it's safe to I, come home. <laughs> I, I, I can see it coming. 
I just it's worse than the C I got in biology. Yeah. That's I just wanted to kind of prepare you for that. <laughs> I can see it. Pimp's Corner, Pimp uh, Jen, brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions at the dot com, and you've got all you need to deal with that distressed property you may have been uh, worrying about here recently. Uh, Robin is such a saint. I'm serious. Um, so I, I went by yesterday, being the first. I went by and dropped off my check in the mailbox and just sent her a little note. She is the sweetest thing. Got back in touch with me, asked about Rebecca. If if you are in the business, talk to Robin. I don't care if you want to sell, renovate, buy, or invest. Robin with a Y ring. Robin ring. She is the honey badger. All right. She is. <laughs> a, she's she's an angel when she wants to be. But when it's time to be tough, she is the honey badger. She's the person you want on your side. That I can't think of anything better to say about her. So there you go. Russell the love muscle, Russell Stroud. It's time for him to flex his muscle. And he's going to do it right now. Brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company. Been providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887 at the end of every pipe. They know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. That's why at Tennessee American Water, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. Well, I'm going to be very, very quick. Uh, just a couple of sentences. In fact, it's sort of a, an update on what we talked about yesterday. Uh, the Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov, uh, according to the BBC, spoke at a security conference in Sweden. Mr. Lavrov uh, floated the idea of a new European security pact to try to stop NATO from expanding further east because uh, Ukraine has purportedly been wanting to join NATO for quite some time. In fact, them wanting to join NATO and the Donetsk Republic wanting to split off into its own Russian satellite is part of the reason why we had the Ukrainian civil war in the first place back in like 2013, I think. So that issue is now on the table again. And Sergei Lavrov warned of, quote, the nightmare of military confrontation. Now, one could argue that this could all be avoided if the Russians just, you know, backed off and didn't worry about Ukraine joining NATO, but that is not an option for Russia, it would seem. Uh, Ukraine says that Russia has amassed more than 90,000 troops, and Russia says that Ukraine has more than half of its military on the border with Russian-controlled territory. So uh, tensions are rising. The problem with this scenario that we see is that this is a warning we've been seeing for the last, like, five years, is that this has been going on. But this, according to several of the people I've been talking to who both have experience in Russia and in Ukraine, have, have all told me that this is different somehow. It just feels different. Um, the motions seem more sincere than they have in the past because saber rattling in Europe, especially Eastern Europe, is nothing new. We saw the, the border skirmish with Armenia and Azerbaijan, which ended after a couple of weeks of combat. Uh, it's a bad situation, but for the most part, it's over. It's, it's really not been the case, though, with Russia and Ukraine because the fighting has never really stopped. It's just seen a bit of a lull. Uh, and so if Ukraine and if Russia are actually serious about a military confrontation, the worry is that it could drag Western Europe along with it. The smart thing strategically for the West to do would be to sort of play hands off and say this is Russia and Ukraine's problem. But that would mean the Ukrainians have no faith at all in NATO in the future and are unlikely to join. It's a it's a quagmire. It's a bad situation, and it continues to develop. And who knows by you know tomorrow's show we could be talking about the new war in Ukraine. So that's what I got. An anonymous donor has chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Thought it was a good idea. Gave the money over, but said I don't want to spend the advertising time on myself or my product or service. I want to turn it over to these local charities habitat for humanity chattanooga girls rock and a step ahead and we appreciate them so much we also want to give a shout out to the other podcasts here in town day fire podcast dawson wheeler all about being in the outdoors we'll be talking again about alex honald and uh, climbing rock climbing next week uh during the break my buddy clint powell just 500th 503rd uh, podcast of the day mm -hmm. starring moi hasn't had Jen on yet. Um, Stone you didn't on even air mentioned me during that. People uh, of Chattanooga, still mad. the what <laughs> the what podcast about Bonnaroo and all the things that surround Bonnaroo. Uh, the nine one what uh, hey, podcast and yes. congratulations to Demarlin Dean. Yeah, 
he uh, he got three thousand downloads. Three thousand downloads. Hey. That's pretty and good for a brand new podcast. He is the former officer that does the nine one what nine one what podcast. All right. Uh, so this is of the uh, I guess the around the region and and uh, uh, shotgun shoutouts uh, region roundup. Just a couple of things I mentioned the other day. Hate recidivism. Love any sort of prison program that actually works toward rehabbing somebody. Mm-hmm. Hamilton County Sheriff's Office had a big inmate job fair this week. Oh, that's great! And I support that a hundred thousand percent. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, Matt Hollander did come out, and uh, they, uh, he and Weston Wong. Yeah, they both did. Both uh, had a semi debate uh, talk about yesterday, but. The main thing that Hollander wanted to do was say, I am not going to be using my own money. Yes. You remember when Tim Kelly ran, mm-hmm. he was going to use his own money. He didn't want to have to mess with fundraising. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's certainly legal. He can do that. It worked. Kim White is not exactly unwealthy and it right. has more than enough wealthy friends. Uh, Weston Womp doesn't live poor, but can't compare, I don't think, with Mr. Hollander on the financial uh uh, tables as far as uh, annual yeah. income goes. But Hollander just said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just running a regular campaign. Uh, this I said I, I had something I was going to kind of come back to. There is a new sign. Check this out. This is the Dunlap Tribune. It's 75 cents. It's the Dunlap wow, really? paper. You cannot find a Chattanooga Times anywhere in Sequatchie County. They don't carry it. They just n- n- Nobody carries the paper. So I pick up the Dunlap Tribune from time to time. And here is this. I'm going to send you pictures of this as well. New sign highlights Valley's history and culture. Oh, they've got one of those historic signs? It's a huge, massive historic sign that takes in geography, geology, the region, the history, why the valley was formed, what it looked like. It's got a killer map. It's super colorful. It's big. You can read it without your glasses. They were so proud of it. It's right there on the, the 111 Overlook, which is becoming more and more popular all the time now. And so I'm, I, I saw that. I said, well, I'm going to stop and get a, a couple of pictures of that and see what it says. And there's so much copy on it. Literally, it, it'll, it will take three separate shots that will get posted later today. And then I, I undo the fold to the Dunlap Tribune. And the very first story here is, New sign vandalized. Oh, no. <laughs> here's the story That's too bad. on the sign. And here's the new sign vandalized. Ain't that the most Some, dumb laugh Somebody thing? marked all over the new sign on 111. And, Jerk. Uh, they're now looking I don't for remember the giant penis in the valley. Now, I went by yesterday, and it, <laughs> they cleaned it up. Whatever they used, it wasn't the permanent sharp, Sharpie ink. <laughs> Because it was cleaned up, but Go if you have magic any information, nine four nine. That's Chattanooga Driving Show seventy seven fifty nine four nine seventy seven fifty. And the thing I wanted to kind of share with you that I was hanging on to is there's going to be a concert. He's going to be at Songbirds on Saturday night, but Sunday night, Mike Ferris is going to be at the Dunlap Mercantile's Christmas celebration. This is, I think, been a year since they opened up. Mike Ferris was with a band called the Roseland Rhythm Review, introduced the world to the McCrary sisters who've gone on to become huge, huge, huge hits on the festival scene. Mike Ferris now considered to be kind of a country contemporary Christian artist, but he used to be the lead singer and front man for the band The Screamin' Cheetah Wheelies, which I used to see play all the time down mm-hmm. at the 688 and the Nucleus and places like that. So he was a big punk rocker, went through Transformation, went through rehab really nice guy highly talented sent you a couple of songs from him he earlier did. today I will post this. so and the, field- uh, the nucleus is such a good name for a yeah for it is club. yeah, yeah it fields of the nephilim <laughs> is going to be playing at the walker county uh festival who that's <laughs> a joke now <laughs> if you know who fields of the nephilim is it's really funny i don't know they're a goth band from the 90s oh oh you know one day one day the story is going to be of course about guar I hope so. I mean, we, we, I hope so. One, one day the story is going to, I mean, the, Guar the, the, and the, the green ma- jello. The mountains looking at each other is going to have to be about the green time jelly. That, Get it right. That, that, green Guar jelly. came no, to town. There's an umlaut over the Y. It's jello. <laughs> and, and, uh, an umlaut. Oh, it, it's, it's, that's one. Somebody desperately needs to do a short film. I mean, because it's the only you. It's so visual. It's so visual. Uh, all right. So we're almost done here. <laughs> 
What is the top of the thing on your mind today? Well, it's brought to you by the Sports Barn. The, the top of the mind awareness, top of the pops, the thing that you can't quit thinking about, like hard knock life out of Annie. The Sports Barn, three locations, 1979. They've been doing it. They have never stopped doing it. They stayed open as best they could throughout the entire pandemic. Did a great Made job. it as easy as possible on people as they could. Three locations, super convenient. Get in shape, get in better shape, stay in better shape, live a better life, be happier. It's just that easy. And I guess it's just this simple. This stuff may end up getting us after all. I mean, th- this damn virus <coughs> Why? may end up getting us after all. I mean, we can't stop it. Omicron, look at how many we've been through, and the variants keep spinning off. What short of global inoculation, global vaccination is going to work? What's going to work? We can't stop it. No, there are too many we're going to live with it. There are too yep. many people. It's just another too strain many of corners a, in the world. Of a coronavirus. And, and, There's yeah, a whole and, lot of them. And, and, Eventually we'll be coming Every single it. time that we hear about it, we're, we're confused again and arguing again about what we're supposed to be doing. And it's just really beginning to occur to me that this might be the one. I think if you use just common sense, you'll be fine. <coughs> what do you mean? Unfortunately, some our people don't com- have common sense. Our common sense doesn't translate to everybody else's having the common sense. And as long as they're out there basically keeping themselves wide open as a Petri dish. And stay the hell away from me. Well, you never can tell. You can't see them coming. Well, the secret uh, section of the show that no one can hear, we talked at length yeah. about your uh, your boosters. So at least yeah. you're doing your part in but case I, anybody I, you missed that. I raised my right arm in victory because my left <laughs> arm cannot be raised above my shoulder because it hurts so bad. The, you know, all the vaccines are fascist. Um, they keep you from raising your left The only fist. um, now she's got to go back and do some serious correcting on the <laughs> caption. But y'all, I did it already. Y'all may, y'all may remember me telling you the, the, the story of our trip down to Key Calker, Belize, where Rebecca was talking to the chief of police. And as he was saying, the locals are really great. Just, you know, don't invite them into your hotel room. As she watched me invite two guys into my <laughs> hotel room that we never had seen before in our lives. And they're there in the living room of our hotel room. And their names were Max and Mission. And I looked at the guy and I said, mission, he goes, as an accomplished man. <laughs> and and so let's just say Max and Mission were my go-to guys, my gophers while I was anything I wanted, mission would show up within five minutes, and sure enough, the mission would be accomplished. And one of our friends just got back from there, and that is mission. There he is, right there. Wearing, like a rad wearing, dude. wearing the uh, the Jamaican colored hat. He's got him a little rickshaw. He's working hard. He's making. He's he's accomplishing things That's on Key Cocker. There you have it. I think so I need, check it out. Now that you've told the actual story, I think another edit is required. There you go. That's <laughs> it. I never forget that. Max and Mission. Mission as an accomplished man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't fail me once. Not once. Thank you for listening very much to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Continue to spread the word. Continue to like it, like it, love it, lick it, lick it, love it. It's Chattanooga. And uh, huh. I guess we'll talk to you Thanks, again. Thanks, Rich Mazingo. Yeah, yeah, for swinging by. That was, I mean, that was out spur of the moment, too. Yes. We called him this morning, and he came by this morning. He yes. remembered my name in the hallway. You're important. He's just like that. You're just an important guy. He knows who I am. All right, am. let's get out there and fight the traffic now. <laughs>